Welcome to Blazing History, where we are blazing through history one week at a time. Facebook.com slash Blazing Shows. It's B-L-A-I-S-I-N Shows. Same with Twitter and my brand new website. Go check it out. BlazingShows.com. I am Blaze Bryant. Hope you are doing well as you hear the special music intro. And that is because we're going to talk about the verdict that was reached in the Derek Chauvin trial on May 25th. He was accused of killing George Floyd. And yesterday, it was proven guilty that he did. Here's how the verdict sounded in the Hennepin County Courthouse in Minneapolis. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records of the 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota, County of Hennepin, District Court, 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota Plaintiff versus Derek Michael Chauvin, Defendant. Verdict, Count 1. Court file number 27, CR 20-12646. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 1, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Signed by jury four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Jury four-person, 019. Members of the jury, I'm now going to ask you individually if these are your true and correct verdicts. Please respond yes or no. Juror number two, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number nine, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 19, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 27, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 44, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 52, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 55, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 79, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 85, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 89, is this your, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 91, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 92, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Are these your verdicts, so say you one, so say you all? Yes. 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 Members of the jury, I find that uh, the verdicts as read reflect the will of the jury and will be filed accordingly. I have to thank you on behalf of the people of the state of Minnesota for not only jury service, but heavy duty jury service. What I'm gonna ask you to do now is to follow the deputy back into your usual room and I will join you in a few minutes to answer questions and to advise you further. So, all rise for the jury. Is there a motion on behalf of the state? Your Honor, the state would move to have the court uh, revoke the defendant's bail and remand him into custody 
pending sentencing. Bail is revoked, bond is discharged, and the defendant is remanded to the custody of the Hennepin County Sheriff. Anything further? All right. Thank you. That was Judge Peter Cahill reading the verdict of Derek Chauvin. So what a historic verdict this was. Shortly after the verdict came down, I got some audio from NPR. This is 19-year-old Ebony Moore. Uh, youth is really taking charge uh, over the things that we see fit to be done, and we're taking that matter into our own hands. And I think just Gen- Generation Z as a whole is really just doing the work and putting in the work because we we saw what our parents went through, and we're we're ready to make the change. Yeah, do Do you still feel the weight of of your parents, your grandparents of previous generations? Absolutely, and this has definitely alleviated some of it. Um, it's a really big win for us, but um, we just do still have a long way to go for sure. That was Ebony Moore, 19 years old, speaking with NPR on the streets of Minneapolis shortly after the verdict. A short while later, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison addressed the city of Minneapolis, the state of Minnesota, the nation, and the world. I would not call today's verdict justice, however, because justice implies true restoration but it is accountability which is the first step towards justice and now the cause of justice is in your hands and when i say your hands i mean the hands of the people of the united states george floyd mattered he was loved by his family and his friends his death shocked the conscience of our community our country the whole world He was loved by his family and friends. But that isn't why he mattered. He mattered because he was a human being. And there is no way we can turn away from that reality. The people who stopped and raised their voices on May 25th, 2020, were a bouquet of humanity. A phrase I stole from my friend, Jerry Blackwell. A bouquet of humanity. Old, young, men and women, black and white, a man from the neighborhood just walking to get a drink, a child going to buy a snack with her cousin, an off-duty firefighter on her way to a community garden, brave young women, teenagers, who press record on their cell phones. Why did they stop? They didn't know George Floyd. They didn't know he had a beautiful family. They didn't know he had been a great athlete. And they didn't know he was a proud father or that he had people in his life who loved him. They stopped and raised their voices and they even challenged authority because they saw his humanity. They stopped and they raised their voices because they knew that what they were seeing was wrong. They didn't need to be medical professionals or experts in the use of force. They knew it was wrong, and they were right. These community members, this bouquet of humanity, did it again in this trial. They performed simple yet profound acts of courage. They told the truth, and they told the whole world the truth about what they saw. They were vindicated by the chief of police, 
by Minneapolis's longest serving police officer and by many other police officers who stepped up and testified as to what they saw and to what they knew. What happened on that street was wrong. We owe it and we owe our gratitude to fulfilling their, we owe them our gratitude for fulfilling their civic duty and for their courage in telling the truth. To countless people in Minnesota and across the United States who join them in peacefully demanding justice for George Floyd. We say, all of us, thank you. In the coming days, more may seek to express themselves again through petition and demonstration. I urge everyone to honor the legacy of George Floyd by doing so calmly, legally, and peacefully. I urge everyone to continue the journey to transformation and justice. It's in your hands now. I also want to address the Floyd family, if I may. Over the last year, the family of George Floyd had to relive again and again the worst day of their lives when they lost their brother, their father, their friend. I'm profoundly grateful to them for giving us the time we needed to prosecute this case. They have shown the world what grace and class and courage really look like. Although a verdict alone cannot end their pain, I hope it's another step on the long path toward healing for them. There's no replacing your beloved Perry or Floyd, as his friends called him, but he is the one who sparked a worldwide movement, and that's important. Absolutely. That was Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison addressing the city of Minneapolis, the state of Minnesota, the nation, and the world. Speaking of George Floyd's family, here they are about an hour or so after the verdict came down. Hey, uh, my nephew, he calling me uh, Baby Al. But <laughs> Jesse calling me Steve Harvey. <laughs> but, man, it's, it's, I feel relieved today that I finally have the opportunity to, for hopefully getting some sleep. Uh, a lot of days that I, I prayed and I hoped and I was speaking everything into existence, I said I have faith that he will be convicted. It's been a long journey. And it's been less than a year. And the person that comes to my mind is 1955. And to me, he was the first George Floyd. Mm. That was that was Emma Till. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I did uh was on CNN with Deborah Watts, and she just brought him back to life. Wow. People forgot about him. Yeah. But he was the first George Floyd. Yes. But today. You have the cameras all around the world to see and show what happened to my brother. It was a motion picture. The world seen his life being extinguished. And I could do nothing but watch. Especially in that courtroom over and over and over again as my brother was murdered. Times, they're getting harder every day. Ten miles away from here. Mr. Wright, Dante Wright. That's right. Yeah. He should still be here. 
we have to always understand that we have to march. We will have to do this for life. We have to protest because it seems like this is a never-ending cycle. Reverend Al always told me, we got to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put up a fight every day because I'm not just fighting for George anymore. I'm fighting for everybody around this world. I get calls. I get DMs. People from Brazil, from Ghana, from Germany, everybody, London, Italy, they're all saying the same thing. We won't be able to breathe until you're able to breathe. Today, we are able to breathe again. Ms. Garner, I told you, we'll get justice. And we still, we're going to fight for you too. We're going to fight for everybody. Thank you all so much for just giving us this time. Because we're here and we're not going anywhere. And I want to thank all the protesters, all the attorneys who stepped up, all the activists who stepped up, and many who think they're not activists but advocates. Thank you all. Amen. Because justice for George means freedom for all. All right. All right. That was Felonius Floyd, one of George's brothers. Here comes his other brother, Terrence. Uh, Terrence Floyd. We will have Terrence Floyd, George's brother from New York City. The name, the preacher, Reverend Floyd. I'm not going to preach today, man. You ain't going to preach today? No, preach. Oh, man. So many emotions right now. But I'm very thankful and grateful. Grateful for the people in this world, for the support, the prayers, the, the, the love that was shown, whether you sent it so by social media or whether you sent it emails or however. Just, we just appreciate the love. I appreciate the team, the, the Crump Law team. I call them Unc. <laughs> I call them Unc. We built the bond, a relationship through this whole journey. I appreciate him. Yeah. He, he would call me. I'm all the way in New York. He'll call me and check up on me and, and ask me I'm all right because I'm the only one up there. Everybody else is in is down south. So, but he, he, he never caught... Uh, thought it robbery to, to check up on me, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for Reverend Sharpton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. He's been fighting a long time. Yeah. A long time. Long time. Man, Reverend Jesse Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's a lot of history here. Yes, it is. History is here. Yes. This is monumental. Reverend Jesse, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, they lived to see this. Yes. Wow. Their fight wasn't in vain. Yeah. Wow. It just didn't happen when they did it, but it happened now. Amen. And they're here to see it and be proud of it. Yeah. It go back to when he did that prayer service. Mm-hmm. My family is a family that will not back down from prayer. Yes. yes. And I believe because of prayer, 
we got the verdict we wanted. Amen. 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 We got on our knees. Some of us stood up, but we asked the right person. We asked the right one. Yes. Come on. We said, God, we need justice. We need it now. And he answered. Um, oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, they just got to see this history made. I'm even great. I'm, I'm grateful. My brother's not here. I'm grateful and I'm proud of him. Amen. I will salute him at every, every day of my life. I will salute him because he showed me how to be strong. He showed me how to be respectful. He showed me how to speak my mind. I'm going to miss him, but now I know he's in history. Yeah. What a day to be a Floyd, man. Wow. What a day to be a Floyd indeed. First her felonious Floyd and then his brother Terrence. The sense of relief in their voices can only be described by their tone the words that they used. And we move on to some political reaction. Here's Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar speaking to NPR. Uh, just relief. Um, you know, this, this feels different uh, for our community. Just this feels new and long overdue. Um, we are all just, I think, really filled with extreme gratitude to our Attorney General. Um, the jurors and everyone who worked diligently in bringing about um, today's verdict. Uh, And I know that we all realize that this verdict is a step um, on the path towards justice and accountability, uh, you know, to the George Floyd uh, family. Um, Justice means having their son back. Um, But, I know that um, this verdict brings them comfort uh, and will help uh, get our community on the path um, to healing and reconciliation. That was Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. She was in Minneapolis when she did that interview with NPR. And we move on now to Senator Amy Klobuchar, again, courtesy of NPR. You know, today's conviction was right. Attorney General Ellison and his team did great work prosecuting this case. And one of the things they did is they didn't make the story about them. It wasn't about the lawyers. Uh, It was about the witnesses, the shop clerk that uh, literally bore the burden of feeling guilty that he had even reported what had happened with George Floyd or the passerby who wish he could do more. And of course, it wasn't on them. Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. And so those witnesses, including the police witnesses that took on Derek Chauvin, I'm just proud of our community right now. I'm obviously thankful to the Floyd family. Uh, They've been through hell and they'll never get George back, Uh, but they always believed that there could be justice, uh, that this jury would do the right thing, and they did. And I also thank the judge and everyone that worked on this case. You know, we have been waiting to pass police reform 
the George Floyd Act to hold officers accountable, to increase transparency, uh, to ban chokeholds. That's one of my provisions in the bill. And Senator Cory Booker um, has been just diligently working to get this done. He's an incredible leader, and um, that's what we need to do. And so that's one thing. And then, of course, on the local level, police departments changing their practices. And we are going to bury a 20-year-old boy on Thursday. Amy Klobuchar at the end referring to Dante Wright, who was shot during the traffic stop because of expired uh, tags on his car and you had the air freshener in the window. And certainly a lot of work to be done in spite of the celebration that happened yesterday, as she pointed out. We continue our political reaction with Minnesota Governor Tim Walz. Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murder of George Floyd and was taken away and sentencing will soon follow. It's an important step towards justice for Minnesota. Trial's over, but here in Minnesota, I want to be very clear. We know our work just begins. This is the floor, not the ceiling of where we need to get to. True justice for George Floyd will come through real systemic change to prevent this from ever happening again. When every member of our community, no matter their race, their religion, their background, is safe, valued, and protected. The tragic death last week of Dante Wright showed the world once again how much work we have to do. That small step forward, though, inspires us to do the work. Communities of color will not go on like this. Police officers will not go on like this. White communities in our state cannot go on like this. The only way forward is through systemic change. And I'm not naive. I've done this long enough. We'll be told there's not enough time. There's other priorities. It's difficult. For those listening across America, the unique part of our legislative body here is it's the only one in the country that one house is controlled by the Democrats and the other house is controlled by the Republicans which gives us a golden opportunity to show that equity, decency, and humanity should know no political boundary. That is Minnesota Governor Timothy Walls. He's a thousand percent right on what he is saying, that the only way to really move the needle on this stuff is by systemic change. And any policies that you implement or that are implemented, we all need to remember that One's policy is only as good as its enforcement. This is an absolutely beautiful clip that I'm about to play, and I intentionally saved it for last. This is the phone call with the Floyd family. I believe this is the group that is down in Houston, Texas, with President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and First Lady Jill Biden on the other side of the phone. Hello. President. Uh, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how's Gianna doing? Feeling better now. Nothing's going to make it all better, but at least God, now there's some justice. Right. And you know, I think, uh, I think a John is coming. My dad is going to change the world. He's going
Hopefully this is the momentum for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act to get passed to have you sign. Thank you, Mr. President. Okay. I'm just so We're going to hold you to that, President Biden. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Mr. President. She's okay. I'm going to go tell her in a few. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, Thank you. Thank thinking about you. So, how did it end? Um, and how's your positive bank? Things are pretty good. I guess nothing is worth it, but, it, uh, you know, and, and, but it's, uh, he, like I said, I keep thinking of her words. Daddy's going to change the world. Yeah, change the world. Thank God. Well, you got a shot to make change the world. That's right. Yeah. Well, big change. You, you, you tell her what I said, remind her. She's president. She tell her we're going to personally get up there to see her. Yeah, we are. I don't know. She's coming to see you, Mr. President. <laughs> Thank you. Know you. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Mr. President. God bless you. Uh, God bless you all. Thank, Thank you, Mr. So president. That was such a beautiful moment with President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and First Lady Jill Biden with the Floyd family as we celebrate what or Tuesday's verdict as the path to police brutality is coming to an end. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and spread the word. Facebook.com slash Blaze and Shows. It's B-L-A-I-S-I-N Shows on Twitter and my brand new website. All the best. Take care.